Moby Dick, or The Whale, by Herman Melville. Chapter 95. The Cassock. Had you stepped on board the Pequod at a certain juncture of this post-mortemizing of the whale, and had you strolled forward nigh the windlass, pretty sure am I that you would have scanned with no small curiosity a very strange, enigmatic object which you would have seen there lying along lengthwise in the lee scuppers. Not the wondrous cistern in the whale's huge head, not the prodigy of his unhinged lower jaw, not the miracle of his symmetrical tail, none of these would so surprise you as half a glimpse of that unaccountable cone, longer than a Kentuckian is tall, nigh a foot in diameter at the base, and jet black as Yojo, the ebony idol of Queequeg. And an idol indeed it is, or rather, in old times, its likeness was. Such an idol as that found in the secret groves of Queen Macca in Judea, and for worshipping which King Asa, her son, did depose her, and destroyed the idol and burnt it for an abomination at the brook Kedron, as darkly set forth in the fifteenth chapter of the first book of Kings. Look at the sailor, called the Mincer, who now comes along, and assisted by two allies, heavily backs the Grandissimus, as the mariners call it, and with bowed shoulders staggers off with it, as if he were a grenadier carrying a dead comrade from the field. Extending it upon the forecastle deck, he now proceeds cylindrically to remove its dark pelt, as an African hunter the pelt of a boa. This done, he turns the pelt inside out, like a pantaloon leg, gives it a good stretching, so as almost to double its diameter, and at last hangs it, well spread, in the rigging, to dry. Ere long, it is taken down, when removing some three feet of it towards the pointed extremity, and then cutting two slits for armholes at the other end, he lengthwise slips himself bodily into it. The mincer now stands before you invested in the full canonicals of his calling. Immemorial to all his orders, this investiture alone will adequately protect him while employed in the peculiar functions of his office. That office consists in mincing the horse pieces of blubber for the pots, an operation which is conducted at a curious wooden horse planted endwise against the bulwarks and with a capacious tub beneath it, into which the mince pieces drop, fast as the sheets from a wrapped orator's desk. Arrayed in decent black, occupying a conspicuous pulpit, intent on Bible leaves, what a candidate for an archbishop prick, what a lad for a pope, were this mincer.